This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of external tibial torsion from the pediatric section on orthobullets.com. External tibial torsion is an external rotation deformity of the lower extremity. In contrast to intoeing, external rotation deformity may cause disability and degrade physical performance. As far as the epidemiology of external tibial torsion, since the leg externally rotates with physical growth, this deformity usually worsens during late childhood and early adolescence. It may be bilateral, but if unilateral, most commonly involves the right lower extremity. Associated conditions with external tibial torsion include miserable malalignment syndrome, Osgood-Schlatter disease, osteochondritis desiccans, early degenerative joint disease, and neuromuscular conditions. Miserable malalignment syndrome is a condition defined as external tibial torsion with femoral antiversion. As far as early degenerative joint disease, an association between external tibial torsion and early degenerative joint disease has been found. As far as neuromuscular conditions, external tibial torsion may be found with neuromuscular conditions such as myelodysplasia and polio. As far as normal development, the tibia externally rotates on average 15 degrees during early childhood. Femoral antiversion decreases on average 25 degrees during this time as well. Patients with external tibial torsion present with symptoms of anterior knee pain, which is caused by patellofemoral malalignment. Physical exams should include thigh-foot axis measurement as well as transmalleolar axis measurement. The thigh-foot axis measurement is the best way to evaluate tibial torsion. Average thigh-foot axis measurement during infancy is 5 degrees internal rotation that slowly derotates. Average at 8 years of age is 10 degrees external, ranging from negative 5 to positive 30 degrees. The technique to measure the thigh-foot axis is have the patient lie prone with the knee flexed to 90 degrees. The thigh-foot axis is the angle subtended by the thigh and the longitudinal axis of the foot. The transmalleolar axis measurement is another way to evaluate tibial torsion. Average at infancy is 4 to 5 degrees of internal rotation, and the average at adulthood is 23 degrees external, with a range between 0 to 40 degrees external. As far as the technique for transmalleolar axis measurement, lie the patient supine. An imaginary line from the medial malleolus to the lateral malleolus and another imaginary line from the medial to lateral femoral condyle is made. The axis is the angle made at the intersection of these two lines. This helps to determine the direction and extent of tibial torsion present. As far as imaging for external tibial torsion, usually none is required. Treatment of external tibial torsion can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes rest, rehab, and activity modifications, which is indicated as the first line of treatment. Operative options include a supramalleolar derotation osteotomy or a proximal tibial derotation osteotomy. Surgery is reserved for children older than 8 years of age with external tibial torsion greater than 3 standard deviations above the mean, that is greater than 40 degrees external. Keep in mind that external tibial torsion is more likely to require surgery than internal tibial torsion. To quickly review the surgical technique for a supramalleolar rotational osteotomy, the technique obviously involves an osteotomy, specifically a supramalleolar rotational osteotomy is the most commonly performed. The fibula is obliquely osteotomized if the deformity is severe. Proximal tibial osteotomies are avoided secondary to higher risk factors associated with this procedure. Fixation can involve cross-pin fixation or plate fixation. Intramedullary fixation with rotational osteotomy is reserved for skeletally mature adolescents. 
Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's do one quick question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. And this question is about a 12-year-old boy who presents to the clinic with complaints of right-sided anterior knee pain and an out-towing gait that has worsened over the past few years. Examination reveals an external foot progression angle of 25 degrees, a thigh-foot axis of positive 30 degrees, and a positive apprehension test for lateral patellar subluxation on the right side. There's also noted a symmetrical hip rotation on exam. What is the most likely cause of this patient's out-towing and knee pain? And the choices are 1. Bilateral developmentally dislocated hips. 2. Excessive external tibial torsion. 3. Excessive femoral antiversion. 4. External rotation contracture of the hips. And 5. Excessive internal tibial torsion. The correct answer to this question is 2. Excessive external tibial torsion. So out-towing gait in late childhood and early adolescence is most commonly caused by excessive external tibial torsion. By late childhood and early adolescence, the average thigh-foot axis is 10 degrees external, with a range between negative 5 degrees to positive 30 degrees, and the average foot progression angle is approximately 5 degrees external for late childhood slash early adolescence. External rotation contracture of the hips is the most common cause of out-towing in infancy and early toddlers. Excessive external tibial torsion is mostly unilateral, affecting the right side, and patients will also present with complaints of patellofemoral pain and instability. Lincoln et al. summarizes the most common deformities of children with in-towing and out-towing gaits, both in infancy, toddlers, and adolescents. While uncommon, surgical treatment of tibial torsion is reserved for symptomatic patients with measurements greater than three standard deviations from the normal via supramalleolar rotational osteotomies. The two most common causes of in-towing reviewed in this article are internal tibial torsion and femoral antiversion in early childhood. Staheli further discusses lower extremity rotational deformities in pediatric patients and provides treatment guidelines. That's all for this review about external tibial torsion. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.